I give so I'm feeling lucky Cruising down the riverside West side of Kentucky Ooh, I'm feeling lucky I'm feeling All right, Tim Folks Coming back at you quicker Than we ever have in our time doing this Jack and Zach Season 2, Episode 7 Following a loss Unfortunately You want to just go ahead and harp on that Or you want me just hit up the headlines on them? Uh, you can do headlines, I guess. That's what okay. we normally do. A couple of them relate to it, so oh well, here we go. Uh, headlines, baby. Cats. Winning at SEC West Stadiums remains Kentucky's kryptonite. Kentucky falls to number 13 in latest AP poll. Tyler Hero reaches four-year $130 million extension with the Heat. Big Blue Madness tickets sell out within hours. And finally... Florida man saves cat stranded on air conditioning unit from Hurricane Ian Waters. Love to see the pet. The when they're saving their pets in a natural disaster, that's the thing I love more than anything. Oh yeah, and they, coming from a Florida man too. Usually, something starting with that is going to be awful. Yeah, that's that's another good point. And not to get all biblical on everybody here, but the, the Bible calls on us to uh, take care of animals. And so I feel like especially the domesticated ones or the ones that we use in food production, um, we're pretty much responsible for them. So if you if you leave somewhere and you leave your animals, you're you're a piece of shit. I'm sorry, but that's just kind yes, of me, so I think this is uh not the first time you've gone biblical ways on the animal stuff there on this podcast. <laughs> Really? It's, it's good info. I, I'm pretty sure you've said that exact same thing before, not to get all biblical, but something on something on animals. But it's good information, though. Good stuff. Okay. Save, yeah. save the animals, folks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this no. Is not the, this is not the biblical podcast, but... Uh, but it, it is Save the Cats podcast. Yeah. I guess you're finding a correlation in there somewhere, so that's I'm good with it. Unfortunately, we could not save the cats from an ale this past Saturday. No, no, we couldn't. Uh, you were there. Uh, I want to hear about the stadium. I, I want to know first. It's a small town. You yes. and I both went to a university that was in a small town. Yes. Uh, I, I don't. I mean, Ole Miss is not a small university either, but it's not like crazy big. I don't think it's as big as UK. Yeah. Um, which is big, but not crazy, crazy big. So, uh, yeah, I want to hear about it. Okay. Well, I didn't necessarily experience a lot of the city of Oxford because we were staying in Batesville, which sure. is kind of about 20 minutes out of it. I even I bought these tickets and the hotel even before the season started, and Oxford stuff was already sold out then. Um, but That's crazy. We were we were there. It was, was kind of easy to get around. Um, I will say to me, Grove is overrated. But then again, I was with my children, so maybe if I wasn't, if that wasn't the case, it would have been better for me. Um, but the stadium, um, the seats, man, they felt a little more spread out than what we got at Kroger Field, and that now that could be because on both sides of us when we were there, we had <laughs> people with those chair seats. But but I mean, we had. I mean, we had so much room at our knees and our backs and just spread out everywhere. But don't uh don't let me go off on a rant here on this, but I do want to throw this in there. I got a picture from another person in the crowd of my mom and dad in our seats mm-hmm. 
before the last home game. And let me tell you something. There is not a row in Kroger Stadium. It does it doesn't exist in Commonwealth Stadium. I guess it is Kroger. I'm getting all mixed up here, but uh, there's not a row in the whole place that has more large humans than that row. <laughs> Dude, I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding. I don't I don't care what happens. I can't keep those tickets for next year cuz it's ridiculous. But anyway, I'm glad y'all had room. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. And you had the kids. It's something else I was going to ask you. Do you when you take the kids, are you buying are you buying three tickets? Are you buying two tickets? Cuz I know I know Roman's like not going to sit. He ain't old enough to sit in his own seat. No. But I mean, <clears throat> Harper, I guess yeah could Uh, lap. i did buy three just because she can sometimes be a diva and want her own seat um but she was basically being held by us or standing the whole time or sitting in the in the floor so oh oh i'm glad i bought the three nonetheless yeah i bet you kind of need the room i would think oh and that that could be why the room felt a little bit better than Kroger Field, but still, I, I think it it was a lot more spaced out. Imagine if you had had, if you and Tori had had the two kids in our seats that night at Kroger Field. I'm not, we probably would have left before me and you did, honestly. <laughs> well, we didn't leave all that early. It was almost the fourth quarter. Yeah, it, it, third quarter was coming to an end when we left, but still, yeah. I'm saying I, we, we would have been kind of miserable with the kids in that yeah. situation i don't know if you can hear this or not i can hear you there's a pack of coyotes going absolutely crazy uh, 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 oh no. wow wow hey hey no near you oh yeah they're all over the place but that my dogs would love nothing better than to have a pack on pack war because they'd rip them to shreds oh wow these things are coyotes are not maybe here we go again. It's not the coyote podcast, but they're not typically as big as as maybe you might think. Okay, they're, 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 I'd say on average maybe forty pounds, thirty pounds maybe, and Piper's probably sixty pounds. Yeah, Jaja's probably sixty five, seventy. So is Phoebe. So. It, yeah, I don't. It wouldn't be much of a fight. Okay. And now everybody knows about my dogs. <laughs> dogs, your horses, your cows, and even the coyotes now getting on the podcast. I love it. Coyote, yeah, bud. All right. Hey, uh, well, I just oh, got one oh. more little uh, knock at Kroger Field, kind of here. Okay. The su- souvenir cups at at this stadium, uh, I believe, were a lot cheaper than them and nicer than the ones that. We were given at Kroger, Kroger Field. How did I know that that was going to come back into our lives? Did we not both look at each other when we got them and be like, these suck? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure we paid $11. Oh, I can't remember. Did. At least. This was, I got the cup, so I brought it home with me. Just a little souvenir. It's, it's badass. It's got uh, Kiffin on it and, and a lot of the players. And it looks badass. It was six fifty. Are you I'm, freaking kidding me? Not kidding you. I and and you guys, need, huh? You need to call in on KSR and and why why would that be that? I don't know. And here's another thing: I had myself a Dosakis 
in the in the stadium. Okay, Fidel. Oh man, I, I like me a good Mexican beer, so I, I just <laughs> I had to get that one. But I mean, come on, Mitch. Freaking five dollars cheaper soda souvenir cup there, and and I can get a beer there. We got we got to do better at Kroger Field. Okay, it, because it's a drink. First off, I agree with you. We do need to do better at Kroger Field. Second off, it because it's a drink. It five dollars is inherently ridiculous uh, of a different in price. But I'm going to go with this a little, a little differently, and that's the percentage. You're telling me their drink is roughly 40% cheaper than ours? Why? Who's making that money? Where is that going? I mean, mm-hmm. and, and I've never been there, but you tell me, it, whose stadium is nicer? I mean, I know we've got, like, brand-new video boards, so unless they put them in last year in the offseason, too, like, we do have some newer technology and sound equipment. Okay, there. That's I'll give you that. Other than that, I mean, you tell me. You were the one sitting there. You know, like, what would you think? Do, do you feel like that by you paying the extra money for the concessions, you're you're getting a better atmosphere as far as the the building goes? Uh, I don't even know how old that stadium is. I have no idea. I don't know how it is either. And I do you have chair backs. Not where I was sitting, seating, but some a lot of them did though. Well, not a lot of them, but I saw some of them. I almost want to say, and as soon as I do, I know I'll be wrong, so here we go. Uh, I want to say that there may not be any seats in Kroger Field that that are not chairbacks now. Really? I don't know. No, I don't know. I can't That's what I want to say. And that game, man, I mean. Yeah. Last thing was we beat ourselves there, and I hated to see that live. Yeah. It's, you know, but you make a good point. Like, I do hate to see it because it's a loss, and it's frustrating because if you feel like you beat yourself, a lot of times you feel like you were better than that team. Mm-hmm. So, but at the same time, like, there's something – okay, when I watched it, which was a whole other debacle because of freaking Dish Network and Disney not being able to get their shit together. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I heard about that before the game, and I texted my dad and let him know because I would be I would have been in your same shoes too because that's how I I watch the games now because I don't I don't I cut the cords at the house so I use my parents' login stuff too. But I, had it not had it not been for the pre-show, I wouldn't have known. Man, that's that's terrible of Dish or Disney. I don't know which one to go at, but. Well, they're both they're both saying it's the other one's fault, but Dish. I, I mean, this I guess is worth talking about because yeah. it's worth watch all my sports. Yeah. Uh, so the ESPN, which I don't know. I mean, are they a parent company of the SEC Network, or do they just is that where the SEC yeah. Network their stuff agreed to be aired? I don't know. Like, I think SEC Network came from ESPN. I have no idea. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's an ESPN channel. But either way, I guess for you and me, we're watching it through the ESPN app. Yeah, so yeah, for, yeah. Separate channel, we can't stream it. Okay, regardless. So Dish was running a loop of some spokesperson, their president, vice president, whatever he was, uh, saying that... Uh, oh, 
you know, explaining the whole thing. Go ahead. You about to say uh, No, I, I watched a little bit of it from the hotel room because I was going to watch some other games, but I couldn't. Well, so evidently, it's a, they can't get ironed out on a new deal. Mm. So the, the deal ran out, I guess, at the end of September, September 30th at 11.59 p.m., and when the clock struck midnight of October 1st, they had to pull all of the channels because they couldn't reach an agreement. So I think I think Disney wants more money. I think he doesn't want to give it to them. Yeah. I think Disney thinks, and maybe rightfully so, that they have reasons for wanting more money. I think that there are some reasons why Dish wouldn't want to pay more money for some of the channels that come in that package. Disney Plus being the one that they mentioned as being not profitable. Yeah. Also, they said they wanted a billion more dollars. I didn't see that. Maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I've missed something here. What on earth? How much money is Dish Network making? Where they would pay Disney another billion dollars. What are you? What are we doing here? I guess I've just been under a rock. Everybody that's listening, a, this is going to be like, oh yeah, man, ain't nothing. That's a lot more than I thought it would be. But still, like, I don't know if I'm going to interrupt you here, but when I was watching some of that Dish guy talking, like I couldn't believe the shots he was taking at Disney. So he's like digging the grave bigger. He's he's going to have to pay this money, or Dish is going to be bye bye soon. I, you know, I, 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 I'm going to agree with you, but at the same time, we, as the consumer need to realize he's fighting for us too. If, if they pay a billion more dollars, do you do you, or do you not think your dish bill goes up? Right. Right. So they're not, they're just going to pass the cost along. Like they're a middleman. So they're they're gonna still make their money. I mean, now if their membership goes way down, then no, they won't. But I mean, effectively, like if the consumers were smart, we would put the pressure on Disney, not Dish, because if the if Disney has all the leverage to get the billion, they're getting it out of the people who are paying Dish. I mean, Dish is making their money from us. So however you want to look at it, like. Anyway, ridiculous. I don't even know what I was saying before that, but oh, talking about losing the game yourself, and yeah. So there is, I think, a little bit of a silver lining in me. Now, this is just my opinion, and everybody's got their own, but I feel like losing it the way we did. The plays all throughout the game. It just wasn't. It wasn't just down the stretch. The plays all throughout the game, and people like Mark Stoops, and I love Mark Stoops, but this was the stupidest thing I've ever heard. They were he, they said something like, "Well, what are you know? How do you feel about your special teams or whatever?" And he was like, "Well, uh, we did we missed some kicks or whatever, but we also had a, a couple of great returns." <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right, you did. But what is that? Every time we do something good, we're allowed to, to screw up something that's easy that we that we should do with regularity, like hitting an extra point or a chip shot field goal. I'm sorry. Those things aren't the same to me. No, not at all. 
So, you know, and I love Mark Stoops, and I realize he's frustrated. He's trying not to throw anybody under the bus. He's trying to look at the positive to the media. You know, he's pissed off about the way we lost. I get it, but that's just a little inaccurate, in my opinion. Yeah, and um, I, mean, I, I may be dead wrong here, but I feel like those those returns are because of Mr. Barry and Brown. I don't think it's because of what what's drawn up for him. No, you're exactly right. I mean, that's uh, – especially on the second one. Now, the first one, he made a cut. I don't think anybody on the field was prepared for how fast he was. Yeah. And I texted you and Tuna in the group, and I was like – that is the fastest man in Oxford today. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, even on those balls that he didn't catch of wills, he, the cornerback is beat. He's beat. Yep. If the ball is where he can catch it, it's a call. It's a, it's a catch. Like, because the, the, he is in no position to make a play. But anyway, on that second one, he returned. He stopped on a dime and made that dude fly past him and go flying out of bounds. He is. <laughs> I was up out of my seat. My daughter was looking at me like something, like she didn't know what was happening. But it was crazy, man. It, it, but I mean, that's he's a freshman. Okay. So we can, I know we're all down and I hate it too. The silver linings of the deal is you beat yourself and they're, you know, you're at their place. And I feel like on a neutral site, like you're at least a touchdown better. And then if you want to look at it like this, you can't act like the bad plays don't matter. But to be honest, I've been watching a lot of Kentucky football and there, I don't remember a game where you have that many errors in your kicking game. I just don't remember it. So I think those are all like anomalies. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, so there's a silver lining in that. Like, I still feel like we're a better team than Ole Miss. You've also got two defensive starters that didn't play. Not only did they not start, they didn't touch the field. And both for injuries. Your offensive line, I'm not going to make any excuses for them. They uh, about did it again where you almost had to bleep me out. They freaking suck, Okay. Now, I'm not saying that they suck as individuals or that they're bad people. Feelings hurt, but as a group, they're, they're not one. They are not an all. Yeah. They're a bunch of offensive line men. And that's a disappointment because Will Levis deserves better, to be quite yeah. frank. And a lot of the pressure that he's getting and maybe the draft stock that's being hurt on his end. He can't do anything about it. No, that's what sucks to me. So, what is your what is your silver lining exactly on that? My silver, that I think we're better. Like I said, I think we're a touchdown better team. Like I think that we obviously aren't ranked as high as them anymore. Like we fell in the rankings, they moved up. They're top ten. We're not now. Whatever. They beat us. Yes, it happened. I accept it. They got the W. And to be quite honest, they made some plays down the stretch. They kind of deserve it. You know, I'm not arguing. Yeah. But I feel like we are a better team. I feel 100%. like if we play that team, if we play each other ten times, we win six and they win four. I just feel – or maybe we win more than that. Yeah, I just feel like we're better. Chris Rodriguez, oh. first game back, his conditioning probably is not – I mean, you know, it's you can't really simulate game a game, so – 
Yeah, I hate to knock on your silver lining, but I I agree with it. We're better, but I don't want to even call it a silver lining because I'm afraid we're gonna meet. We're we still got some teams to meet that we may not be better than. So I I don't want to rack up some more L's, you know. You're you're not better than Georgia, I don't think. Like I haven't watched them play one game this year, but I I, I did. I mean, I keep up with recruiting, so I guess that's how. Yeah. Know, I kind of, I kind of know who they have, but not really. Um, their quarterback came back from a national championship team. I do know that, so that's huge. Yeah. Uh, they may be better than us, but at the same time, Willis, did they not show a chink in the arm or two? Like they can, oh, yeah. be, they can be beat. I believe we're better than Missouri, and so that that is something to talk about there for sure and you and, might be on you might be on something there with your little game we got at missouri being a tough tough one yeah maybe so i i mean i to be honest I, it's i think that game said i like you said more about missouri than it did about georgia really yeah yeah but i mean you know everybody plays out of their mind every once in a while so and everybody yeah. has a bad game once in a while so yeah but uh yeah, tough, tough loss, but and then the other thing, man. Before we move on, I think that we talked about it last week. You got to go out and you got to get a great quarterback, not a good quarterback. He's got to be great. Yeah. He can be great in a year or two. Preferably, he'd have at least two years of eligibility. But he needs to be able to come in and get the system and have a fabulous arm. Yep. Because these wide receivers we've got, dude, Barry Brown, and th- there aren't a whole lot of people that can put it out there like we- like that one ball. I can't remember if it was the first or second one. He Barry Brown had it on his fingertips. You're talking about a 55 yard pass. That's an NFL pass, and that's what Matt Jones said on the post game show. And I think he's exactly right. That is an NFL play right there. 55 yards in the air. Shit. With a true freshman. So when Will's gone, when he goes to the league, somebody's going to have to be able to sling that freaking thing. I, I'm with you there, man, for sure. I, I I know you're trying to move on, but I just, we didn't really talk about it in depth, but it just pisses me off just how easy that could have been a win. The blocked yeah. extra, extra point, just awful. But then what the hell is up with going for two there and then that fake field goal on that extra point? I, d- I don't understand that. No, dude, it wasn't even it, a fake. I, I thought it wasn't a fake. I thought they effed up. Good God. Yeah, you're, you're right. It was a snap. It, was, it wasn't a fake. The, okay. Uh, what happened was the first snap – let me think about this. That was after yeah, that, the- that was on the complete other end of where we were. I, I thought it might have been a F up, but that makes it even worse for me, honestly. Yeah, so they had already messed something up like a snap up. Whoever's snapping, I'm sorry, but you got to let him go after this year. I know he's a great kid probably, and, you know, his mom and dad real proud and watch him play, and grandma talks about him at church, but he's going to have to go. I'm sorry. This is too – we're too good, and we play in too tough a league. You can't make those mistakes. I mean, you could have maybe, Willis, think about this. You could have maybe – made one of those mistakes against Florida. But I don't know, man. It's a momentum thing. It's not just about the points. Yeah. It's a momentum thing, too. Oh, yeah. And the and crowd, t- 
getting into it on a big play. Like, yeah, yeah. They take one of those mistakes away. Those two we're talking about, and the stupid safety, and oh, and we're not even doing what we're doing at the end of the game. There, we're just we're trying to run to to get a field goal to win the game. Yeah, but instead it's a it's a missed block that leads to another freaking fumble. If if they if they had only, I mean, really. You can even you can pick out any one of those things almost I think and it changes the game. But oh, yeah, yeah. If you if you just look at the last drive, there are three things, just three small things, that if they happen, in my opinion, we win. Number one, if the dude doesn't cramp at right tackle, if Jeremy Flax doesn't cramp up, where David Wallabaugh has to come in and cr- he cramped so bad he couldn't even come back man the crowd was booming when he did that yeah because they thought he was faking but you could see on camera like his shit was balled up oh yeah so if he doesn't go down I'm sorry David Wallabaugh he may end up being good he's a redshirt freshman he started a game and got cooked so he hasn't since like they moved horsey to left tackle but he had to come in at right tackle for flax he got cooked again, and that's when we lost the fumble. Like that was the last meaningful play of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that if he doesn't cramp up, I don't think that happens. If if Will Levis and I get it, like I was hyped up too because I knew they were going to Dane Key. I just he can get those jump balls, man. He's got that vertical and those long arms, and he can catch so good. Like, yep. and he knew he had him one-on-one like there was nobody else out there and either he's making the catch or he's getting pass interference and Barian just wasn't set but then they called in the post game show and they were like you can be in motion if you're behind the line of scrimmage but in that formation I don't know if Barian Brown was supposed to be on the line or off so I don't I can't say one of the because I think if you're supposed to be on the line like you got to be on the line like you can be moving around mm-hmm I don't know. I don't know, man. I just, I hate it. I also hate it that our stupid-ass fans, not all of them, but the people that called in and were, like, talking about Will Levis and just with ridiculous takes. I didn't even listen. Oh, my gosh, man. These people are, I'm sorry, but they're just stupid. I mean, I'm, you know, some people are stupid in life. Yeah. And Okay, maybe I'm one of them, but yeah. I'm smart enough to know that Will Lev- the people complaining about Will Levis, you dude, you need a reality check. Where where were you before this last decade of football? Do you yeah. remember Kentucky football? I mean, and then look at our past quarterback, like the last three quarterbacks we've had. Any of them? I mean, you go back further than that if you wanted to, but those are the only th- the last three I remember. Any of the three of them anywhere close to as good as Will Levis? Who are the no. three are you considering? Because one of them shouldn't even been the quarterback. Well, true. I I threw him out. I didn't. Oh, have okay. Him. Okay. <laughs> I was considering Terry and Stephen Johnson, and then um, shoot, is it Patrick Toll? I was about to say, was it Patrick before him? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean Patrick was like as big as him. Yeah. But, he, but man, Will's Will's another dude. He knows yeah. And Terry, he could run faster. He he could cut out, uh, and he was pretty good. He he had a lot of wins here, but uh, you know, I, I mean, he didn't have that arm. So, I, and he, I don't think 
Like he wasn't the best player on the team either. So I'm not saying he wasn't a leader, but and he was a sophomore that year. We were really good, so he didn't have as much experience. Yeah. Steven Johnson do anything. He you could shoot him and he'd still run for a first down. He was a freaking warrior. But still he didn't have the talent Will does. Yep. Well, we just need to remember where we came from. Absolutely. I'm gonna backtrack a little bit because you uh you meant you we talked about those field goal situations, extra point situations, talking about the center being bad. So I'm gonna give you guys a cat of the day. I'm not singing it today because I'm disappointed still. But cat of the day. <laughs> oh, that tickled uh, there. The stud lineman train continues. He's a center, six five, three hundred ten pound monster, Mister John Toth. Now, Jack, I feel like you got a little more knowledge on me on this guy. Hopefully, uh, but I'm gonna give a little brief history of what I got here. Uh, as a redshirt freshman in 2013, he played in all 12 games, starting in all but the first one. He was named to the SEC All-Freshman Team that that year by the league coaches. Uh, 2014, he's a sophomore, started all 12 games, named SEC Lineman of the Week in Week 1 after helping the Wildcats roll up 59 points and 656 yards, which is the fourth-highest single-game mark in school history. And in 2015, he started all 12 games again. That made... 35 in a row, and he helped UK's four-man running back rotation collect 1,855 yards, including Boone Williams averaging a school season history, season record of 7.1 yards per carry. I didn't get his information on the 2016 season, so I don't know what he did there, but that was the guy you wanted at center for sure. Yeah, it definitely was or is. Um, Man, I'll be honest with you. When you and I spoke about him the other day, I thought that he wasn't in the league. But he's in the league. He's he at the moment he's on the Washington Commanders practice squad, but still in the league. Okay. I thought he was on a contract, but I guess I, that's better than nothing. That's still a contract, I believe. <clears throat> well, yeah, I guess you're right. Okay. That just made me think he was on the 53-man, but I guess not if he's just practice squad. But um, So my thing on John Toth, I, I, I wish that I could remember better the stats. There is a human being. His name is Corey Price. He was recently hired by either JMI or the University of Kentucky, one of the two. I don't know who actually employs those people, but – he helps Tom Leach and, and Jeff Pecoro. I don't know if he'll do basketball or not. I would assume that he will with Goose and, and Leach, but I don't know that for sure. Anyway, I wish I could remember more of the intricate stats about John Toth, mm-hmm. but it's one of those things where it's kind of like old friendships. You may not always remember the individual stories, but you remember how those individuals made you feel. A lot of times. And he was a stud, dude. Like he was, it was almost like, and looking back on it, I don't know. Like I remember thinking, man, this dude is a stud. But one of the most important actions on the football field in the first, well, not the first. He wasn't, he didn't, he wasn't there when Stoops got there, but he was maybe what the second recruiting class. Does that sound right for Stoops? 
I saw something about he was recruited by a joker. Let me think about this. Actually, Willis, that's wrong. Yeah, I think because, it is wrong. Because uh, he would have been re- probably recruited by Joker first, and let me tell you why. If if Stoops has been here, is this his 10th season? Yeah, well, I think it's 11th, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, either way, because I'm sure this kid was recruited as an underclass. He was the 33rd. Yeah, yeah. that's probably why oh. I said that about Joker. He was the thirty-third best offensive ta- or offensive guard in the country that year. That's pretty good. You have two of them on every starting offensive line in the country. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's you're pretty good. And uh, his measurables obviously are great. You just named those. But anyway, he redshirted. Also, so he was here for five years. We just never had to worry about the ball being snapped. And he was was so big. I mean, and the other team, like a lot of times, nose guards are just freaking huge. And he just would handle those guys. We need somebody to step up and do it like he did. He's also number uh, 31 on, I believe, 24-7 sports, top 100 players under Stoops in the (laughs) Stoops era. He should be. I mean, in all seriousness, he may should probably be top 50. And – you know, you need to, if you're not caught up on Friday, Freddie Maggard was on KSR with Ryan and and I don't know who else. But anyway, he said that uh, he brought John Toth up and talked about how good he was. And then mm-hmm. Drake Jackson, he was talking about the conversation for the best centers of all time at UK. And uh, and though he brought both of those guys, we've had two of those guys, and he and he was a, and Freddie was a quarterback at UK, so I mean, and a lifelong fan. He's probably sixty years old. Yeah, so he's seen you know fifty years of ball probably, and for to have two of those guys at that position, and then now like Eli Cox is good, but he's not great, man. He was a better guard. If we're being honest, like. Last year, midseason All American, and then this year we're kind of getting worked. So, um, that that center position is huge, man. I mean, you're seeing it on field goal too. It's a little different there, but it's still. Um, I hate I hate to keep that's our cat of the day, guys. John Toth. We need it. We need a center like him again. Let me say that. I'm gonna say one more thing about football, and then we can maybe move on after that. I don't care, but. This is not a good thing. And you sent me a snap on it uh, after the game. Kentucky is at the top. And maybe for a very long way in the rankings here. You listening to me? What's up? You there, man? Yeah, man, I'm here. Okay, I thought I heard you yelling at your dog or something. Yeah, I was because he's barking. And I thought y'all could okay. hear. Uh, anyway, um, what I was saying here, this this uh, stat here, it's not a good one. It is most most sacks allowed on your quarterback, and Kentucky oh, is towards the top at nineteen. Uh, the worst is twenty five, Colorado State, but Kentucky at nineteen. That's freaking god awful. And I'm I'm going through the list here and. It's going to be a long while again before I see another top 25 team listed here. This is bad. Yeah, and I, I mean, 
Matt Jones was talking about like, oh, we're not, you know, you're not losing anybody. Well, we're losing two starters. I mean, you got two guys on the team that are seniors that are starting on the offensive line. Now, granted, we talked about this last week. We do have some promising young talent. But uh, this is – and, you know, Stoops is excellent at another thing, and that's managing his, his position coaches. Yeah. If this offensive line coach is not – if he's part of the problem – He'll be gone. I mean, it's just as simple as that. Okay. I feel like we've talked about this before, honestly. I feel like we talked about this preseason. Like, we talked about the offensive line and having a bunch of, of people gone to the draft. and Yeah. And they talked about on the freaking post-game show about a guy called in and they were talking about what if you had your same offensive line back. But, you know, the rest of the team was the same. So, really, that you'd only be – what if you had three people that you lost? Mm-hmm. How would you – how would you be sitting? What if you had Luke Fortner, Darian Kennard, and um, Darren Rosenthal? How would, we be, how would we be doing? Oh, my God. Yeah, how would you be doing? You'd be killing people. Yeah, exactly. But, but still, like, I, and I knew we talked about it, but I just – and we talked about it in the first game because we noticed it then. But I just I didn't think it would be this bad. I and mean, that's awful right there. Yeah, it is. You're you're right about that. That's a hundred percent right. And it it needs to be stated. Anybody who had concerns, I'd say ninety percent of us, I mean myself included, of course I'm just guessing with that number. I don't there's no way I thought we would be this bad. Yeah. There's no way. And th- th- I I think in my mind. I thought to myself, okay, we're losing all these people, but they're not going to get anybody in the transfer portal because they feel good about who they've got. Because all, uh, for a long time in the summer, the guys on the radio talked about, oh, don't be surprised if they go and get a you know a left tackle in the transfer portal. We never did. So mm-hmm. everybody was like, I think everybody was like, oh, we're good with what we've got. And what that speaks to to me is that the person that's the position coach is not as good at evaluating his talent. If he thought, because he had him starting at the beginning of the year against Miami of Ohio, if he thought that that kid was going to be a quality starter all year and he's not even good enough to come in and really play as a back, I mean, he was he was in for a few, like two plays. And one of them was when we lost the fumble at the end of the game, and the guy that he was supposed to be blocking was the one that made the play on Will. So, I mean, we could be in for a little bit bumpier road maybe before it gets better if this is a coaching issue. Yeah, well, I hope not. We got South Carolina next. Do you remember a couple of years ago when Coach Stoops, we we were having some secondary problems. It was the year after Lonnie Johnson and – Chris Westry and those guys, uh, it was like 2019 after they all went to the league and we had like a basically a brand new secondary. What year was this? And it was, a, and we had a new offensive coordinator. It was Brad White's first year as offensive coordinator. It was 2019. Okay. Well, we were getting cooked. Like they breaded us up, put the flour on us, and dipped us in the eggs and then they fried us. We were getting cooked. Well, Coach Stoops said, enough is enough. 
and he went in and started coaching the defense in practice, like coaching the DBs, because that's what he was. He was the defensive backs. Well, he played it and he coached it before he was a defensive coordinator. So it's kind of tougher for him to do that with the offensive line. Like that's not – it's not his – I mean, yeah, he can probably look at him better than I can. I mean, any of us, he's his damn head football coach. But it's not his thing. Like that's not his position. Never was. Mm -hmm. So I don't – it makes me a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. One thing I am glad about, uh, last year when we took that L to Georgia, we had a – we had bye week right after it. Then we came back and I think lost two straight again. <laughs> um, but now we got now we got first loss. South Carolina coming to Croker Field, so it, we're a ten ten and a half point favorite. I'm hoping that's not going to be a problem. So hopefully that's. Do you think that's going to be an issue? You you scared about anything there? Um, you kind of already hit on it. The one turning into two thing. Um, yeah. I, I just, you never know. Everybody reacts differently. I don't know what they said after the losses and what the coaches said. Maybe these guys will say, you know, I, oh my, I cannot believe we lost that. Like we had that one, we could be undefeated. Yep. Like have to dial in. Like, I, I mean, I hope that's what they say, but you never yeah. know. Well, it should be. South Carolina is not very good, if we're being honest. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully we bounce back there. But then we got Mississippi State after that, so we'll have to have our A game on that one. Um, remind me, is that a home or away game? That one's home this year. So we we got a situation going with them where we win at home and lose away. So okay, well, of course we lose away there because Stoops hasn't won away yet against the West, but. That's a crazy stat, man. I know that killed him. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm just looking at our offensive line, like the depth chart. I'm sorry to go back to it, but it's just – I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. You've got Kenneth Horsey at left tackle, which is not even his – supposed to be his position. He's a guard. And then you've got a true freshman who's an absolute behemoth. It's like six, seven, three hundred something pounds, Keontae Goodwin. But I think that he's not polished enough. They're scared he's going to get his ass beat out there, even though he's a giant. Yeah, man. What? What are you thinking? Uh, let, let let that boy eat. He's he hasn't played much either, man. I keep looking for him. He's big number seventy eight. He's yeah. on. He's on the field goal team. So whenever, anytime they kick an extra point or field goal, he's out there. He's six eight, three forty pounds. Good God! Now you tell me what you're gonna do with him, Willis. I I, I don't. I wouldn't stand a chance against him. And hey, I tell you somebody else too. While we're talking about linemen, the defensive line has kind of they've been low key playing their ass off. Mm-hmm. And that nose got when Deion Walker lined up on their center, yeah. he couldn't snap the ball. You want to talk about somebody couldn't snap? He was getting his ass tore up and Justin <laughs> Rogers, which that no, that's another thing. We had one of our two deep, uh, what's it, nose guards. Our second string nose guard didn't play. He was sick or hurt or something. Mm-hmm. Cavassier smoke after he dropped that 
catch that was going to be a touchdown. They said he was sick, too, never returned. Anyway, I've gone way too long on that. Please move us along. I think we're uh, – we're, we got in about 45 minutes in here, a little after. We're, I'm good to end it on football if you are. We, we ain't got to talk much about basketball. <clears throat> no, nothing um, going on that I know of. Uh, well, the hero, got, he got the bag there. Shout, and, out to our, shout out to our boy there. And my boy, I mean, Miami is not letting him go. It's – they're locking him down. They've got the yeah. potential in him. I hope that's not just because Pat Riley went to UK and is the OG. I don't. I honestly, I've sadly, I feel like it's because they they didn't get a good trade package lined up with uh, to get Kevin Durant or somebody. So they finally decided, well, we're gonna pay him the money. Perfect. Well, you know what it takes. Sadly, I feel like it's mostly that. But but he's got it now, so he's there for four he more can, years for sure. Turn it on. I mean, he can still get traded, of course, but it, man, he's 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 a stud. I hope he still keeps doing his thing. Yeah. And Big Blue Madness, man, sold out in an hour and a half. Yep, I was about to say the same thing. I don't know how many tickets they sold, but that's that's awesome. I hope they do something cool, man. I mean, we're yet again we're kind of down because of this loss, but <clears throat> you look long term, like all these good players on the football team and the basketball team should be as good as last year at, at least. But, yeah. Um, yeah, we got a lot to look forward to. We sure do. That'll be next Friday, guys, the 14th. And if you want some tickets to the South Carolina game this weekend, if you're listening to this, Uh-oh. give me a call or shoot me a message on Facebook. or Well, you're not going to be able to find my Twitter, but... Well, you don't tell them about that one, huh? You got you got a Twitter though, don't you? Yeah, I okay. do. I don't really follow any. I don't, only follow sports stuff. I don't really interact with humans on there. I just use it kind of to get news sometimes. Okay, okay. and I, <clears throat> I also watch um, five videos. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly right. I was looking for it. I was looking for the best way to say it, but. <laughs> uh... But hey, you could also message uh, Jack Zach Talk Cats on Twitter or the Jack and Zach Talk Cats show on Facebook yeah. if you need those tickets as well. And I'll, I'll get a word into the brother here. My man. We That'll do it then, guys. That's an episode. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Hey, we're gonna we're we're coming at you guys on Sunday night right here. You're gonna hear this Monday morning, hopefully. So get this hopefully you're getting this in before your other podcast. And we hope to get on this train of doing that like we did before again. I like it. I like it. it. May not be like that year round. I think it's going to be maybe tougher to do that in the summer months, but uh, we'll see. Because normally, I mean, in the summer, like we're doing something on the weekends or. Oh yeah, well that's all the time with us too. And they're not they're not playing any uh, they're not playing any ball really. In the summer, yeah, for sure. What's you know? It doesn't stop though, as we say. It does not stop. I enjoyed it, Willis. Yes, sir. Glad you enjoyed your trip. Thanks, man. Just didn't go 100% how I wanted it to, but oh well. We'll, we'll move on and, and do better. And when we move to the pod system, we'll be able to go there every third year. No. Is that right? I don't know. Something like that. I didn't know it was going to get that much more. 
Yeah, like it. We'll we'll have. Well, shit. Here I go talking about something else. But I mean, it, 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 the the thing that they have said they might do is where like you have three. You're in pods of four, and so you have three other teams that you play every year. Ours would potentially be like Tennessee, Florida, and Vanderbilt, or South Carolina, Tennessee, Florida, or that's East though. Or Georgia, there would be no East and West anymore. Oh, okay, okay, okay. There would just be pods. Now, they might call them, like, the Southern Pod or the Eastern Pod. I don't know, but – or we might have Georgia, Florida, Tennessee. That was one that they floated out. That would be – that's tough for us. Yeah. That's tough. But anyway, so you have those three opponents you play every year, and then – your other games, which they're wanting to do, what is it, eight SEC games? Is that what they're wanting to do? Hell yeah. I think it's right. No, I mean, like, is that what they're – how many do we oh, have? I, I, I don't, haven't heard any of this. I don't know, man. Yeah, so uh, – and then you – so you would play, like, it, it, within three years, I'm pretty sure you will have played everybody twice. That's awesome. It is awesome, but I also we're gonna. It's a. It's tough. It's we're gonna tough. have to keep getting better. Oh God, that. brutal! It'd be so brutal. <laughs> I don't know. You'll have to fact check me on that. Look it up, and we'll talk about it next week. But all right, I enjoyed it, man. Glad we did it. Yes, sir. Go cats. Go cats. See you. What you talking, mate? Look, cousin.